0: You are locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: What's up, everybody? Back again for another edition of Locked On ACC. Super excited to have. My Tuesday co-host, JJ Jackson, in the building. We got a lot to go over today. We are going to continue talking about Coach Bowden, put a little spin on it, how it reflects their personal coaches, each of our local experts. And we're also going to talk about the Olympics now that those are recapped and get some thoughts there from JJ. And finally, Summer League, he's got a big-time player in that bad boy. So we'll love to hear his thoughts and reactions towards the first couple games of that series. JJ, I hope you had a great weekend. I did. It was an awesome weekend, and uh, Tuesdays are
0: always great because I get to spend time with you, Candace, and talk about everything uh, in the ACC. Uh, another Tuesday means another week closer to college football being back. Uh, so more kind of big, relevant topics for us to discuss. But uh, definitely, Bobby Bowding's passing is something that's very relevant, and the Olympics only coming on around every four
1: years. So yeah, let's dive right into it. A hundred percent. You know, twenty-four days until football. I cannot believe it, but Speaking about football and legacy, we all know Coach Bowden passed away over the weekend. And, of course, J.J. has a coach and Coach Cutcliffe who is not nowhere near time soon retiring, but maybe. We don't know. He has not given any kind of hints towards that. But I would love to hear your thoughts around Coach Cutcliffe's statement towards Coach Bowden and then just in general thoughts around Coach Cut's legacy and what he will bring for, college, for Duke football.
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate you saying that. It's funny that you actually brought that up because last week on my podcast, again, Locked on Blue Devils available wherever you're listening to this podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, I asked Steve Wiseman, who's covered Duke for a number of years for the Raleigh News Observer and the Durham Herald Sun, because there have been a little rumors that maybe this year was going to be it for Coach Cutcliffe, but that actually appears to not be the case at all anymore. It seems like David Cutcliffe at the age of 67 is getting more energy in his step, and he kind of wants to keep it going a little bit. And I think 70 is kind of the benchmark for where, Coach Cutcliffe wants to be, but uh, he actually had this to say about Bobby Bowden's passing. Quote, The great game of football lost one of its best today with the passing of Bobby Bowden. Our prayers go out to the entire Bowden family, as well as the coaches and players he loved so dearly. I was fortunate to know Coach Bowden for many years, and he was a college teammate of my uncle, Thomas Cutcliffe. Coach Bowden was special in so many ways. Two things I recall with great fondness. I never heard him say one bad word about anyone else, and I never heard him first. Coach Bowden was so unique and his success speaks for itself. We will certainly miss him, but in the same notion, celebrate his accomplishments and all he provided for others. And quote, that's David Cutcliffe, the head football coach for Duke with some remarks after Bobby Bowden's passing. And look, you can obviously tell these are two guys that have been in the coaching biz for quite some time. And uh, Bobby Bowden leaves a legacy of college football that is unmatched by many. Uh, him and Joe Paterno were kind of those long-standing, big names in the world of college football. And so uh, for Bobby Bowden to uh, be survived by six kids, 21 grandchildren, uh, a wife of over 50, 60 years, and and I mean, it's uh, definitely sad news. They're out of the, the Seminole community, but also a lot of smiling because you're reflecting on all the great memories, two national championships for Florida State. And Bobby Bowden is someone that has connections to every single coach in the conference when you think about it in some form or fashion and how about that i mean coach cutcliffe saying his uncle thomas cutcliffe <laughs> played in college with bobby when bobby played at Sanford in the birmingham area and uh yes yeah, it's, it's kind of wild to see all these generations of football coaches that uh one way or another
1: are linked back together 100 percent. and listen leave it to coach pet to have a story that is tied to home <laughs> if it's not coach cutcliffe if he does not have a story that has two degrees exactly. of separation and has some sort of tie to his family, but more importantly, just to football, football really is family in the way that they come together. But also, Coach Cut talking about not cursing, which we do not hear these days when it comes to a lot of college football coaches. I don't know that I've met a That's coach a hard yet. Up. <laughs>
0: That's unheard of. Yeah, they, they definitely like harsh language.
1: A hundred percent. hundred percent. And yeah, just leaving, no. you're talking about Coach Cutcliffe and working till 70, and you just imagine. You know we talked a lot. For me personally, Coach K and Coach Roy Williams deciding to retire. We both know how that has been an interesting transition. And you know, thinking just about the fact that Coach Cut will have to one day make that decision. Working till seventy, I just can't imagine. But if you're feeling like a spring chicken, I'm not mad at it, right. If you feel like the guys rejuvenate you, why not keep going? If you feel like you can still make progress, I know last season was not a strong indicator for Duke football. But of course, I think this year is going. You can't go anywhere but. It.
0: It's always a sports thing, I feel like, right? I mean, in sports at the end of the day is often entertainment for so many people. We get so invested in it. Uh, But for others, it's their occupation. It's their day-to-day life. But it's always sports where you hear about people that are like happy working until they're 70 plus years old. (laughs) You know, it's like no other occupation in life, Candace. Is that normal? Where it's like, I'm 75. And I'm still just as excited about my job as I was 20, 30 years ago. And I think part of that is because oftentimes it takes so long to get to the top of your profession. How many times? Recently, it's been like, oh, we've got these new young coaches and and football and and the NFL a few years back. It was Sean McVay with the Los Mm -hmm. Angeles Rams. was so young in his 30s to get his first head coaching job. But other times, it's like it takes you until you're 50, 55, 60 and so you get a major head coaching job. And so you want to hold on to that yeah. for some time. Um, and it's not just football. It's like it's this weird sports thing where in no other walks of life are you like, yeah, you know what? I think I want to have this job, top 70.
1: <laughs> yeah. hundred is normal. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned Sean McVeigh and him getting smacked by Bill Belichick. We talk about wisdom. <laughs> and I think Coach Cut is one of those guys that, you know, as much as you probably say, I would want some young, sharp minded. It speaks to having a coach that's been around the block who can talk about the guys that he's seen and the players that he's coached and guys who eventually will go to the Hall of Fame. And one guy that he already had go to the Hall of Fame. Well, I'm sure he's had others with Peyton Manning, right? Coaching him and working with him and having that. I was that. hoping you'd bring that up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just think it really speaks to if you can have guys in your corner who are advocating for you like a coach, you're better off.
0: Both Manning brothers played for David Cutcliffe when he was at Tennessee with Peyton and at Ole Miss with Eli Daniel Jones, of course, another top-ten pick that played for Coach Cutcliffe at Duke. And to, to see Peyton Manning this past weekend go in and officially be inducted into the Hall of Fame, he won the weekend by – we knew he would because Peyton can talk. Like that's <laughs> one of his greatest gifts is his ability to talk. And uh, his speech was phenomenal. But to, to, to thank Coach Cutcliffe for what he meant in his alma mater in the University of Tennessee. And I know this is an ACC podcast, and, and Tennessee isn't exactly in the ACC footprint, but Coach Cutcliffe's tie is important. And really, just in the game of football, Pate Manning means a lot to people. And yeah. uh, so it was just, it was really cool to see that this weekend with all of the Hall of Fame inductions. Yeah. You know, Calvin Johnson at Georgia Tech. Yeah. Um, there's an ACC guy for you that had some love this past weekend. So, uh, yeah, football was definitely celebrated this past weekend.
1: Sure. You can't convince me that Daniel Jones was not a top 10 pick without. Coach Cut clip. Yeah. If he did not have the manning else. resume, I, I do not believe that Daniel Jones is a top 10. And no Tito Shayla, listen, he's gonna have a great season. I'm believing that for him. He's got his Saquon in the backfield, he's gonna do well, former Duke standout. But I can almost guarantee with full faith, someone called Coach Cut and said, What do you see? And so I just think that again speaks. Of all know, this is a Coach Cut appreciation show. Here I want to
0: be, I wanna be the Duke Homer here and tell you you are absolutely wrong. Yeah, but unfortunately, I'm handcuffed because I've gotten to a point where every time I defend Daniel Jones, I have to be like, "Well, wait a minute, you do remember that Coach Cutcliffe also coached the Manning brothers, and both of them won two Super Bowls. You remember that, right? And yeah. you remember that Daniel Jones was the understudy to Eli. <laughs> You're right. It's yeah, like, absolutely. Uh, to defend Daniel Jones, I got to bring up David Cutcliffe and the Manning brothers and
1: everything. He's got one hell of a resume, but those—I mean, <laughs> so so much good stuff there. And again. I think it's important just to talk about legacy in college sports and ACC. We all know coach Bowden definitely had one to build. He was you know, the standard Florida state was certainly the standard. And I feel for coach Norvell, he's going to have to come in and try and work behind that. You know, obviously there've been other coaches since, but that's a tall order to try and keep, uh, keep up with that legacy. So thoughts around the Olympics. I want to get to, but first I want to remind you guys that that today's episode is brought to you by rock. Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. You got to visit rockauto.com and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear By Us box so they know we sent you. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend up to 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years? Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you need. Go explore their you go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution for your auto part needs. Again, rockauto.com right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you. It's an amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Thoughts around Olympics 2021. We all thought it was going to be 2020, but of course got a little hiccup here. Life is happening and life is very much still happening. I know we're all like, Oh, well, we have one little year that's, you know, went went awry, but, you know, fortunately it seems like the, that year is still creeping in. Do you think, you know, this is very much off the top. I did not prepare you for this. Do you think our season, our college football season is in a baby bit of jeopardy or we're going to roll?
0: I think we're going to roll. I mean, yeah. I, I think that, um, obviously the possibility of forfeits and cancellations that the SEC set forth, uh, from commissioner Greg Sankey about uh, positive COVID-19 vaccinations. Uh, or cases, I should say, that you would have to forfeit, there would be no rescheduling. I think eventually Commissioner Jim Phillips and the ACC and other commissioners will follow suit if it gets to be that dire and that drastic because, look, the SEC runs college football, whether we like (laughs) it or not, and we followed their lead last year, and it's going to be a sport that does that once again here in Mm -hmm. 2021. But no, I think, I really do believe that uh, we're going to be fine for a college football season this year. I think it'll still be a little different I think it'll still have its own unique challenges, but uh, no, I think we'll continue to move on and play some football.
1: Well, you see, I thought that everyone would just get on board and as much as we love football and everything else. And I would also thought by August, you know, we're going back to school here, people. Like I think everyone (laughs) just needs to calm the hell down. Like vacations are over, like let's get back into the groove. And so I'm hoping that that's the case. Once school really gets in session people start, you know, just chilling out a bit because I really do want football and I miss that. But Speaking of things, you know, that are coming gone, the Olympics were so exciting this past season or past Olympic year. We had next year to really love and admire some of these athletes. And again, I mentioned on Monday's show, 121 ACC athletes competed in the Olympic Games, which is amazing. You know, having just be able to represent your country, not only your school, but your country is just something that's truly remarkable. But for you. What was your biggest takeaways from the Olympics, if anything, if you want to talk about football or the event, the sports that you probably don't normally get to love? Are there any ones that you just want to highlight and mention? Well, basketball is the bread and butter in, yeah. in uh, <laughs> the United
0: States of America, and basketball is certainly something that um, our, Duke, our Duke guys have yeah. uh, grown to, to love with Coach K serving as the head coach for three Olympic gold medals. Uh, we saw a Dukie on the men's team this year and Jason Tatum mm-hmm. uh, walked away with the gold, which was awesome on the women's side of things. Um, a Duke grad and Chelsea Gray and a standout yeah. in the WNBA. Uh, she was hooping for the women's team. And then how about the Duke women's basketball head coach, Kara Lawson, who was the head coach of the Olympics three-on-three game. Yeah. Which were very interesting to watch. <laughs> uh, but they were able to take home the gold medal there. And then Duke actually had a women's soccer team, or a women's soccer player, Quinn, on the uh, Canadian national team who surprised everybody nice. yeah when gold uh, when they knocked off usa so yeah i had a couple of uh duke blue devils
1: making some noise um in uh, terms of winning gold medals 100 percent, and like personally i think i would really enjoy seeing zion williamson in paris like i, I hope that I, happened it's gotta <laughs> happen
0: like it's gotta happen
1: yeah i think just seeing him dunk in like you know <laughs> france would just be sick on so many levels, but also having giving him the opportunity to just, you know, be on that world stage and for see sure. what we all get to see.
0: It's, it's the world stage thing. And I, I do think that uh, in so many ways, the NBA has become such a global game, right? You've got all these stars that are playing for various countries and really making their countries relevant yeah. at the Olympic level because of their success and what they're able to do here stateside playing in the NBA. But for somebody like Zion, you know, his mixtapes in high school when he was playing at Spartanburg day yeah. were unbelievable like things you had never seen before like who is this man that's just dunking on more times than not children these small white boys right it's like what are they doing and so i hate to be that guy candace yeah always looking towards 2024 so this year in the olympics in the tokyo 2020 but in 2021 don't get me started about how it's the 2021 olympics but I don't yeah. know if NBC and everybody was so cheap in the Olympic committee. That's like, we're still going to advertise. <laughs> it's funny, but it's not 2020. Well, I, mean, I don't know. Right. Um, but this year, the USA and their group stage at the Olympics played France and lost. Mm-hmm. And then they played Iran and the Czech Republic. Yeah. No disrespect to those countries, but what are you doing? Right. It's it, like Zion
1: playing those white boys in South exactly.
0: Carolina. Exactly. <laughs> thank you. You connected the dots for me. There You, you know, go. it was we were picking a score in those right. games. And so like there will be those Olympic level games where Zion Williamson at you know three years from now is going to be in his twenties, is going to have more weight, more muscle, more strength, more ability. Like, oh yeah, I'm glued to the television.
1: <laughs> when and I playing also wrestling. think yeah. For Duke basketball's sake, like when you talk about the legacy and what it means, how can you not, you know, full circle add USA basketball, right? You have so many guys yeah. that get the opportunity to play. It really does set Duke apart when it comes to the marketing and advertising, trying and get guys to commit there. Like you get to play beyond just these four walls, right? You get beyond just Cameron, which is, you know, glory in and of itself, but to be, you know, at that level at the highest and have those type of people, you know, politicking for you, like it's pretty remarkable experience. And it's just such a great discussion. <laughs> like I'm all for this. This is locked on ACC, but let's just talk
0: all things Duke. Like, there I we go. But you're right. I mean, you hear about it in recruiting. What yeah. People have said, like when Coach K took the job and his first Olympics that they won was the 2008, the Redeem team, LeBron, Kobe, everybody knows uh, that, that team and the success that they had.
1: Mm-hmm. When you're
0: a high school recruit and coach K is like, hold on timeout. Let me text LeBron real quick. Yeah. let him holler at you.
1: Yeah. What? A quick FaceTime, like, and face like, can do it and it'll come through. Let me, let me call right. Kobe right quick. Yeah. you know, And like all
0: of the, this one and done
1: era that Duke has kind of put
0: themselves in and really embodied, embodying that, like, Hey, we're going to make sure we go after the top players. And if they're only at Duke for one year, so be it. But they do such a great job of, so, advocating for Duke. Jason Tatum wins a gold medal. 2016, Kyrie Irving wins a gold medal. He was at Better Health, I'm sure he would have loved to play on the mm-hmm. Olympic team this past mm-hmm. year. You know, so we've had, you know, Zion Williamson in a couple of years. the um, uh, Olympian for sure. Mason Plumley has won an Olympic gold medal, which is crazy. A little bit
1: of Duke favor there. Uh, Carlos <laughs> Puzer has won an Olympic gold medal. I mean, there, Yeah. It's, it's dominant. And it's, I mean, it tells itself. There's so like, much Duke flavor in team USA basketball. Yeah. I'm all for it. I'm as much as you talk Kool-Aid. guys, guys talking about Kentucky and Carolina and the like, it's just like Duke. They really have that golden ticket when they talk Don't about, forget about us. Basketball. Yeah. A hundred percent. But there's also one guy that you mentioned the one in Denver, Jalen Johnson, who I want to talk about here, because I think that he's truly a testament to like, okay, you leave, but it's still all love, right? It's still the opportunity to show guys that, you know, once you're a Dookie, you're always Dookie or, you know, whatever respective ACC school you go to. But first, let me tell you guys that you have not yet bet on any of these rookies, how well they're going to do this season. Jalen Johnson, Jalen Green, any of the Jalens, it seems as if I strongly encourage you to hit up Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action with basketball and full swing. We got some good things coming down the stretch. 24 days till college football. You got to get all the latest news, odds, and info. For all of your sporting needs, don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep into their runs for good opportunities to eventually win championships and maybe even get those goals as they head to Paris. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is your online sportsbook expert. Please use promo code On. Jalen Johnson, a young man who is certainly doing his thing in summer league and will certainly have a great start to his nba career i want to know your thoughts around you know his decision to not play the full season at duke but now you know has the opportunity to shine and it kind of just i as much as we love talking college basketball it's kind of like if you don't if you have the shot you got it
0: no for sure and so with with that in mind jalen johnson made the decision to, to leave early leave the season um back in february he was a little frustrated with some playing time i believe i think uh on draft night, you heard Jay Billis on ESPN, who very much so is a Duke guy, one of the first guys that played for Mike Chefsky when he got the job at Duke, and you heard Jay Billis quite literally, you know, straight up, not hide any punches, say Jalen Johnson quit on the team, right, mm-hmm. and uh, made a decision to to walk away. But um, you mentioned the the Jalen and the draft, and going into last college basketball season, as soon as the draft is over, we automatically put out 2022 NBA mock draft right And yep. we so last year when we put out 2021 NBA mock draft it was a Jalen draft it was Jalen <laughs> green Jalen Johnson Jalen Suggs yeah and those were the names to watch out for but because of the fact that Jalen got hurt and then also like I genuinely believe a lot of teams looked at Jalen Johnson and said you went to three different high schools you went to IMG Academy and left after never even playing a game right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you you quit. You walked away from your team. You opted out of yeah. competition from Duke. Like, that would raise... If I'm going to make a million-dollar investment in you, which is what this has become in the NBA, mm-hmm. I think that's why you saw Jalen Johnson slide out of a lottery selection. Now, all of that to be said, he dominated his first <laughs> summer league game for the <laughs> Atlanta Hawks. He looked great. 20 yeah. points, 10 rebounds. Like, he is... This isn't just because I'm the Duke guy on the podcast. If yeah. you ask anybody like of the first round picks who played really well for you, who exceeded expectations. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be Kate Cunningham, the number one pick. He was five of 17 and two of seven from the three-point range. I'm not, you know, hating on Kate. I'm just like, that's not efficient. That's yeah. an inefficient debut. Jalen Johnson <laughs> was the opposite of that. He was special. Yeah.
1: And I think having Nate McMillan as your head coach is going to be one of those situations where you're going to feel it. You're going to have those growing pains, but he's going to love on you hard. I think, you know, being a guy from the 919, Nate McMillan is certainly one who he knows of the real and he can keep it very much, you know, straight shooter when it comes to that. And being on an Atlanta Hawks team, knowing that you're going into the next season where people have their eye on you before it was like, oh, Hawks, whatever, haha, they make a great ice tray and like all that good stuff. Right. And now, they had a deep run last season, and I think with John Collins, former Wake Forest standout signing with him as well, I think it's an opportunity to really kind of put on, and Jalen Johnson will certainly add to the mix. Now, can he be a role player? Because maybe he doesn't get that love out the
0: game. And as crazy as this seems, I, there's really not as much pressure on Jalen Johnson in Atlanta specifically as some of the other players on the team, Sure, like Cam Reddish, another Duke guy, mm-hmm. was hurt a good bit of last year. Um, But in the playoffs when he was healthy, he had an incredible game six where they were ultimately eliminated by the Milwaukee Bucks. But from a rookie perspective, there's almost more pressure on Sharif Cooper than there is on Jalen Johnson because Sharif, who played at Auburn, only played 12 games at the NCAA level. Jalen played 13. Sharif was because of eligibility issues with Mm -hmm. the NCAA. But Sharif grew up in Atlanta. Like he is Atlanta through and through That Mm -hmm. entire community has watched him grow up and now is playing for his hometown team. i played some of the audio from their press conference on the Mm -hmm. Lockdown Blue Devils podcast, and 80% of the questions were to Sharif, right? Mm -hmm. Like, everybody wants to talk about Sharif Cooper, who also Mm -hmm. was somebody projected to be a first-round pick because he didn't play as much, size concerns, whatever, fell down. He also dazzled in the debut. So they're like these two rookies that are playing well together, but there's a little bit more pressure on Sharif because he's the hometown kid. He's who everybody Mm -hmm. wants to talk about. Jalen just gets to go out there and be a bucket and play basketball, find a clutch sports. He's got a good agency back again. I think it's a
1: little bit easier for him. But do you think that someone who, which is schools easily, someone who drops out, quote unquote, puts on their team is going to like not being the man? Do you think he wants to have that pressure or is he more so like, I'm cool with just being in the background? because He doesn't give me background energy. Not at all. No, no
0: background energy <laughs> whatsoever. But here's the difference: Do you want a paycheck? Okay, come play ball. Talk about it. Come on, JJ.
1: Look, JJ, coach JJ, like you want to <laughs> play or not? Okay. Yeah. Listen, I mean, that's I what it that. comes down
0: to, you know. And it's like also, so you you want to play? Yeah. Right. Here's the other thing. You know, clout is a word that's become so trendy these days, and, and sure. sure, there could be a little bit of clout chasing that happens, and Jalen Johnson might fall into that category. You know what he, he he also is very aware of where he's going. What does he do immediately yeah. after he's drafted? He goes on his Instagram live. And who do, whose music do you start playing on live, Candace? I just got drafted by the Atlanta Hawks. I'm for sure going to be bumping Lil Baby. Like, he go. knows all the moves to make, right? He knows, oh, man, Migos is going to be right here. What's up, Flavo? Yeah, right? Lil Baby's already there. Every <laughs> rapper is out of Atlanta. Like, I,
1: I want to be the guy. Yeah. So I got to play. I got to step up and I got to perform. Absolutely. And hopefully, I mean, listen, you, when you're blessed to go to a city that actually has some like star power, it's almost like an intense pressure because it's distraction city, right? Like it's a lot of stuff you can get into in Atlanta. So hopefully he'll get it done, though. I really appreciate all of the insight. It's a whole it's, like have, this is the most love I've given Duke. I think maybe. Well,
0: I appreciate that. That's certainly <laughs> awesome. It's funny. <laughs> we mentioned we mentioned our friends over at Bet Online. Yeah, uh, a little bit earlier. Who do uh, I mean we love them sponsoring the, the Locked On Podcast Network? I want some future odds mm-hmm. in terms of which Atlanta rapper is going to name drop Jalen Johnson first. Ooh,
1: okay, and you know? ooh, and Sharif Cooper because yeah, there it is. Sharif's okay. gonna get
0: that's easy, you know. But yeah. it's like give my boy Jalen some love. There you go. Names if you're listening. <laughs> drop a bar about uh,
1: Jalen. I mean, Atlanta rappers worldwide to give Jalen hey, Listen, love. love to hear it. And speaking <laughs> of dropping some things, please drop your info because we got to have folks know where they can find Damn, you and follow your what work. What a
0: plug right there. I like that. Yeah, stuff. you see me. J.J. Jackson, uh, host of Locked On Blue Devils, at LO underscore Blue Devils, at underscore J.J. underscore Jackson, underscore I'm on Locked On ACC with Candace Cooper every Tuesday. So uh, holla at your boy. This has been great.
1: There we go. And if you want some betting action, we strongly encourage you to hit up. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast sponsored by BetOnline.ag. Listen, if you're trying to get in on the action, you want to have some future bets talking about whether Jalen Johnson is going to get his name dropped. We strongly encourage you to go there. Don't. Maybe the Locked on Bets podcast with your boy Q or Lee Sterling will have it all set up for you with daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day they have certainly got you covered. Again, love my Tuesday episodes. Love having JJ in the building. We strongly encourage you guys to follow us wherever you get podcasts. And until next time. You are locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.